Welcome to But Why Though, the podcast, a roundtable about pop culture from writers from around the But Why Though community, except for today, where we are doing sort of a very special episode, kind of stepping away from pop culture and getting a little bit more meta, talking about specifically the WGA and SAGA after strikes. Uh, I'm joined today by Kate Sanchez. Hi. And Danny Fernandez, a special guest today. That is me. I'm here. Uh, and yeah, so Danny, you have probably hopefully seen around the internet, seen on Dropout. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what I can like plug that's not going to be oh, promoting things. Yeah. Well, as a writer, I've written for Max and Netflix okay. and DC Comics. I'm um, doing actually a writer panel at Comic-Con, which is great because I love cool. teaching people about how to break in. It's like more people should do it essentially yeah. <laughs> like just dispelling the myths of how to how to break in how to break in as a queer person a woman of color like just mm-hmm. you know I'm I don't know it's one of my favorite topics so not For that sure. anyone has a straight trajectory I definitely don't I started as a host um and so or not as a host I was like doing stand-up sketch improv hosting mm-hmm. like I've done all the I've done all the things like a true multi-hyphenate yeah. um probably out of necessity and um, yeah, I just think that I just love building community and mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. So for this, we just kind of wanted to give you a platform, give you an opportunity to, I guess, educate our audience who hopefully I think are already a little bit educated on the writer strike. And so, um, and the, and the, the SAG after strike, um, is there, is it just like a, the double strike? What's the catchy short term for it? Yeah, I think so. Double strike, like, especially those of us that are double, that are WGA SAG. It's my favorite thing to throw down in the comments. I know we've talked about mm-hmm. some of the insane, like just the completely idiotic comments that we've gotten. And um, it's mm-hmm. my favorite thing of like checking people of being yes. like, hi, WGA and SAG here. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me speak let from me, both areas of expertise. Yeah, let me, I had um my strike sign, which I've had since day one. Um, I just <laughs> changed it. I've had the same sign. It definitely should be like um, switched out. It's on its last leg, but um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I have changed it out depending on like special pickets we have. So our mm-hmm. special pickets are like anime themed or mm-hmm. musical oh, theater awesome. themed. Yeah. And so I did a Goku and Vegeta fusion. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> weeks <laughs> before SAG joined us, just kind of like wanted to represent yeah. my guilds. And when, when SAG was like starting to talk about mm-hmm. striking. And so I put them together and I manifested so yeah. now we, um, mm-hmm. I was so, I was like, oh my gosh, they better not embarrass me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It, it kind Don't of embarrass like me. That, uh, that Simpsons scene where the warehouse falls over and Bart's like, how do you let this happen? You were supposed to watch. And he's like, well, it started falling over and then it fell over. <laughs> and like that was watching the SAG uh, negotiations kind of like boil over like that. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. So um, double strike. Yeah. Okay. Double strike. And so, yeah, to, I guess to couch this further, we are, I think by the time this episode goes up, what, like 80 days into the into the yeah. uh, WGA strike, which is just 20 days shy of the 2007 strike. Um, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. SAG joining this last Friday, was that right, at midnight? Yep. Yeah, so it's, uh, and this hasn't happened for 60 years, I think is the other big thing that's getting thrown around. Like, it's been a minute since both guilds have gone on strike. Yeah, and it's great because we can kind of, you know, use that leverage um, I love that we're such in solidarity with each other. I do want to say a lot of SAG was coming out when the Writers Guild mm-hmm. was striking. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. so that was, that was great. And, um, it's been, it's been wild just being in both though, because I feel when I was uh, originally on strike with WGA, SAG was still doing mm-hmm. things that I still couldn't do. Yeah. And then now SAG has come in and they're even stricter with some of their stuff. Like mm-hmm. we, we could do promotional, you know, social media, but, but the understanding though is SAG. So WGA, it's mainly writers mm-hmm. um, of all various levels. And there's about 11,000 of us. Okay. SAG is actors, radio announcers, hosts, puppeteers, VO, singers, stunt performers, Everybody. like basically yeah. if you're on camera or I mean, not yeah. even like your voice too, but like yeah. all performers, there's 160,000 plus of us. Mm-hmm. So they have to be stricter is basically what yeah. I'm saying. And yeah. they can really, because they are the faces of a lot of these franchises and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, like they knew promo and we can get into promo and it stuff because it's been piece. such a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you, if, if Pedro Pascal can't like promote his thing anymore and you know, if Margot Robbie can't promote, like that is a big hit yeah. Um, yeah. because whereas we know writers um, and I will always stand for writers, of course, being a writer, uh, I've started as a writer first, but, um, so much of these like Marvel DC, whatever, like is tied to the face, face, um, to the faces like Tom Holland and whatnot. And so like, they knew that basically what I'm saying is I got caught both ways of like, (laughs) so I was watching people still go to premieres. I had turned down every single premiere this summer and I was like, darn. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when SAG went and they were like, but also you can't do social media promotion. I was like, well, you know, do I exist? Um, yeah. <laughs> and how has that been kind of balancing this? And and I don't want to really say two sides of yourself because I feel like especially following your trajectory, like your creative mm-hmm. process seems very much like it is, you are a whole person, not yeah. someone split into different pieces. But how is it navigating those different calls to action? Yeah, I think mainly it was just that I had to be the most cautious. I think it was yeah. just like, what was the most, um, what felt uh, right. And so I was like, well, technically as SAG, and I've also hosted for some of these companies and they're inviting me because I've hosted Mm -hmm. for them, but I just know that that doesn't look good. And like, I I literally told my friend, like, I was like, I cannot, cause we got to this premiere. She was really excited about it. She was going to be my plus one. This was before either strike. And I had to write the PR person and say, Hey, I can no longer attend. They were so cool about it. They've always been really cool about it. I think the thing that most people don't, I mean, everyone working at these companies is not the big time CEOs or like none of my friends are multimillionaire executives. So Mm -hmm. basically what I'm saying is all of the executives and people that I've worked with in development are on our side. And so they never take anything personally and they want us to win. They don't want to see their friends struggling and stuff. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I can't go. Um, And I remember telling my friend, I was like, if there's a picket there, cause they were starting to, you know, they haven't like picket the premieres, but they've been pamphlet, uh, leafleting mm-hmm. them to educate. Yeah. I was like, I literally cannot, I literally cannot yeah. cross a picket. I can't do it. I literally yeah. cannot do it. And yeah. so anyways, this sounds so, I want, I want folks to know, like we've been, y'all have seen, like I've been out in the hot sun yeah. for, I mm-hmm. can't even count how many days and doing like interviews and and whatnot. And so yeah. it's it, what, basically what I mean though, is it's frustrating because there are some really great things that are coming up with Latino leads that I can't yeah. say, but, um, yeah. that we were really excited about. And yeah. this is not 
our fault. This is corporate greed. And so it's very Mm -hmm. upsetting and sad. So some of the things basically that I'm saying that I had to pass up were historical and it's very upsetting Mm -hmm. that it's being because the corporations refuse to even negotiate anything that's near our worth. Yeah. That I had to miss out on some of these historical yeah. films if you can think of things that came yes. out this yeah. it almost, it <laughs> yeah. almost feel, it, hearing you talk like that it really almost feels like they're just kind of sacrifices that the studio is making it when we're in no. a in a time yeah. period and like the, the like like the billionaires are making very specifically yes. like it, it's almost as if I don't know I've just watching it from the outside I, I've noticed that all of this happens and I, I wonder, I, I feel like these very, very rich, powerful people just don't care for a lot of the stories that are coming out and are kind of like, oh, well, it's mm-hmm. fine if that one's gone. It's fine if that one's gone. And I hearing you kind of like put that in perspective too, of like when you think about like how many people it takes to make something work and like yeah. make something thrive mm-hmm. in, in, in a system that we have now, it's so many and it it's, capitalism yeah. like that, that's all I just keep thinking getting like ground under the grinder of capitalism yes and I think on that like and this is me as someone from the outside kind of projecting I feel like this is in the same way that we saw the whole like it's off streaming tax break strategy kind of play out like this mm, is yeah. an extension of that where money is the product in Hollywood yep. to a lot of these executives not film not storytelling True. Yeah. yeah not the art um, not, the, not I, the voices Yes. Yeah. I was reading through the the WGA's write-up of like, and the WGA and SAG's write-ups of here's what we asked for and here's what they offered. And the, what they offered was always either less or nothing. Yeah. Every single time. <laughs> it's um so, so uh, WGA, we were asking for less than 2% of profits. It's essentially what one or two of these CEOs make. I mean, I think everyone has seen, like we've mm-hmm. done, we've been yeah. posting the visuals yeah. of this and look, this is the truth. It's not that they, I remember us telling people, even when people on Twitter found out we were only asking for 2%, I think they were yeah. like, we thought they were asking for like 30. Oh my God. Not that yeah. they don't deserve that, but yeah. they were just like 2%. I remember I was talking to um, a government, somebody we've been talking to like even government officials and they were yeah. so caught off guard. Like that's nothing, especially in politics, you have to raise. So they're for their campaigns. And they were just like, why is that so low? And I said, clearly they have the money, right? They, they make like Mm -hmm. billions in revenue. There's actually like a list that you can see how much they make in revenue and billions of dollars. Um, and they have the money. They don't want to give it to us because they don't want anyone else asking for their worth. They don't want us to win because yeah. then SAG can win, because then IATSE can win, because mm-hmm. then the Teamsters can win. So they've been pretty blunt about that, yep. that it's like, no, we have the money, but we can't have an uprising. We can't have everybody yeah. else. Well, so. and if I understand correctly, the Animators Guild, their contract runs out next summer, right? So it's sort of like a, let's not set an example now. Otherwise, like you can see that I think that's that for everyone. Domino. Yeah, they can't allow people to that strikes work. So they yeah. they had that really disgusting article that came out, I believe it was in Deadline, that where yep. they talked to executives yeah. that said that they would just let us 
go homeless, let us lose our yeah. homes, which LOL, none of us have homes. Um, yeah. who, <laughs> who owns a home? You guys own homes. They're so like, yeah. Um, that is well, and they, they even um, throw out a number of like, oh, we think it'll be about five months. And it's like, you count, you like, you know it, that you don't pay them enough. So you know that five months is like the meter. And yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty sickening. It was. And I think if I'm being really blunt, I think at first it was really, it was so disheartening. It was so, mm-hmm. it can really catch you off guard, you know, and I have to stop myself sometime. This is like a very emotional, such a hard time. We're not working. Mm-hmm. I think when folks, you know, even folks that we fight with a little bit or get upset about, I don't think they realize like, okay, but they're still taking home a paycheck. If you had to yeah. be out in the sun every day and not yeah. being able to pay your bills, it's mm-hmm. just, so anyways, and then all of a sudden we did what we do. Like all the writers were just making fun of it and like jokes on you oh, yeah. were already poor. Like we're yeah. already starving artists. Why do you think we're striking? God, you're so dumb. Like we're already poor. You already don't pay us. And so many people were like, you raised us to be like, to uh, survive crisis. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you raised us to be able to survive being poor in this business. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think you were you were one of the the people or I think one of the main people I saw talking about how a lot of the the mask off was really mostly a union busting tactic a way to mm-hmm. steer people off the picket line and 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 out of a strike um to kind of break that solidarity and I remember watching it and then, and one of the reasons I really wanted to highlight this as well is like my grandfather was a farm worker Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I, unions are in our blood, in, in my blood. And it, it means a lot to kind of see you all out there and, and very vehemently and very, very passionately and very empathetically calling people to just look. And mm. I, what I don't think people understand kind of seeing your reaction and, and hearing about like, this is union busting tactics. Like, I think everybody thought, oh, wow, this is just horrible and mean. And reading the the W people from the WJ was like, well, we've always known that they've been like this. They've made like we're they've mm-hmm. already pushed us to the point of of I don't want to say breaking, but of uh, having to be in survival mode. Um, yeah. And so it was it was interesting to see um, just how they've been manipulating those messages, even messages where they are masks offing. And and mm-hmm. it's how what are some of the ways that you think that. And I guess you mentioned it, like, you know, making, not making light of it, but you know, bringing humor into it mm-hmm. and, and taking the power away from them. What are some other ways that, you know, you all have been kind of pushing back against a lot of the union busting that's been happening? Yeah. The, I think something that they're, they're definitely trying to do is, and I've noticed this in the comments under like deadline articles and stuff, they try to pit us against each other. They're mm-hmm. trying to be like, this is so selfish. This is so selfish to the crew workers. This is so, yeah. and it's so funny because they're out there with us. They yeah. are the ones that are holding the line. Oh my gosh. Those early weeks, they were the one, I mean, now we've shut down production because of them. Yeah. We, we yeah. would not have been able to shut down production without the solidarity of other unions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful to them. They were out there, you know, they would see us, the picket, the trucks would not go through the picket lines. Like, but anyways, so a lot of times the comments will be like, you know, this is affecting us. And like, and I'm sometimes I'm like, this is a bot. This is an exec who mm-hmm. <laughs> on their Finsta or something. Um, so that's one is pitting us against each other. Something that came up that we were talking about Francesca Ramsey before um, we started recording. She's yeah. a friend 
She's been making great videos about the strike. And she was like, what would you guys like me to cover? I was like, please cover folks bringing up teachers because it's a straw man. Like it's a fake argument that I know teachers are not doing. So a lot of people started to say, you know, teachers are the ones that should be striking, not y'all, like teachers and teachers would be like, excuse me. Like not only teachers are teaching future writers, dummy Mm -hmm. teachers are teaching future actors teachers want their kids to succeed we are their kids we grew Mm -hmm. up to be they who taught us english professors people who believed Mm -hmm. in us the theater teacher so anyways teachers were like absolutely do not use our name you are not one we are striking come join us oakland teachers were striking (laughs) oakland yeah they are striking and two we don't we're not taking what we're not taking teachers pay we get paid by the studios. So it was that to me is like a, a tactic to distract and to try to guilt us for asking for our worth. Um, I do think a lot of the comments I've been getting so many just comments from all over, from every single angle, it seems like, um, Mm -hmm. constantly. And something that I realized is, and not only comments, I mean, we get comments, um, on the picket lines, we get people who really? drive by us. Yes. We've, I went on record as we almost got hit by a car. Multiple of yep. us have almost gotten hit by wow. a car. There was a notorious one that happened in Atlanta at a production where the producer tried to hit them, was playing chicken by trying to drive into the picket. Oh. That that was uh, re- heavily reported on. They had mm-hmm. video yeah. and footage. We had video and footage as well. Ankler actually did a um, an article on us at Universal almost getting hit. We've had people tell yell at us to get back to work. We've had people flip us off. We've mm-hmm. had people run their cars. And I'm like, this isn't because, sir, you're driving a beat up pickup. I know the studios yeah. aren't paying you either, sir. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> even if you work for them, I'm sorry, but you're also not getting paid good. Yes. Um, Can you and- the Benzer down? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so that was one. And then, um, yeah, just like the, I think I just need to protect my, um, my peace a little bit more, but yeah, so Mm -hmm. we've, we've been dealing with, and I realized, I think it affects them. They see us asking for our worth. They see us bandy together Mm -hmm. and asking for our worth and they, it triggers them. They wish that they could do that. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing I've noticed being a woman. And like, anytime I post anything remote, or my body, anything like that, it triggers people in a way that I'm just like, whoa, yeah. why is what I'm doing so upsetting to you? And mm-hmm. so that's like, we've started to notice the psychology of, of folks. They're not in our industry. They're not, um, you know, the, these commenters are not in the entertainment industry and they're not working for the studios and they're not being paid by the studios. And it's so wild that us mm-hmm. asking for, but they do enjoy our content. They do enjoy yeah. obsessed mm-hmm. with these fan, you know, these huge tentpole films and yeah. they don't care that about everyone else involved. And again, I just keep mm-hmm. going back to like, you know, they're like, oh, the actors, they're so whiny, they're millionaires. And I'm like, again, 87% of our, our membership can't afford health insurance. So mm-hmm. every other person who is a bartender in that show, who's background in that show, mm-hmm. who gets killed in that show, who's, you know, um, they're working actors. Not everyone is Meryl yeah. Streep. 
not everyone is Tom Holland. So yeah, and and that's really the big misconception is everyone because you see like Mark Ruffalo out on the picket line, and it's like he's asking for better for other people, not yes. for himself. You know, yeah. And we um, need him. I'm I'm yeah. so tired. It was like Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard. God bless her. She could not do right by anyone. It was like, <laughs> she kind of stayed out of it and we got mad. And so then she came in and she was like union strong and she was posting. And then people got mad at her for being like, oh, don't act like it, it, it like affects you at all. You could not work for five years. And I was like, you guys, we need her. We need yeah. Mark Ruffalo. We mm-hmm. need Jane Fonda on the one stopping production. Yep. We need big A-list actors being like, nope, I'm not going to film it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. need them out there getting us press, fighting for us, um, talking to their rich executive friends, mm-hmm. saying, please agree to this. I'm ready to go back to work. Like we need all yeah. hands on deck. It's not some hands on deck. It's all hands on deck. Yeah. Which, and I think that that's something that I think people in, especially in the U.S. have kind of lost sight of is that worker solidarity also yeah. means that the top has to come together to fight for the bottom. It's mm-hmm. not like that is solidarity is being together and moving together as one. Um, to kind of like dive into a little bit of what you have, like what everybody is, is fighting for. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've mentioned, yeah. um, just wages to get healthcare yeah. when mm-hmm. the major- vast majority of them don't, um, can you kind of bring us through it? And I will link the documents and, um, on SAG's, on SAG and WGA's mm-hmm. websites where people can like read through all of them themselves so they can see it. Um, but can you kind of, for the audience, just like bring us yeah, through let's, some Let's of talk the, about the residuals. Pieces? I mean, yeah. Mandy, Mandy Moore, I think today just said that she's getting 81 cents for her. This is us. Um, which was which what, is, like three seasons. <laughs> crazy um wow. I can't remember but I know the actress from Orange is the New Black who like notoriously yes. that one went viral mm-hmm. it was like all of it you could see every single episode every time it was streamed it was like pages and then it came out to like I don't know 20 uh, less than 30 dollars it was like 27 bucks of residuals mm-hmm. so what I want to explain to people um one people were kind of like oh well Mandy Moore got paid a lot per episode okay but what about everybody else yeah. Like, if Mandy Moore is making pennies, like what is everybody else making? Yeah. Thank you. Not everybody else is even getting paid on the front end what she is. Gosh. So again, we are not, unions are for your most vulnerable members. They're mm-hmm. not for the elite. Again, you already said they don't need this. They could not work for five years, whatever she is fighting for. She's saying like, if I'm getting this, Danny Fernandez is getting nothing, you know? Yeah. So that is one. Um, and, and, and the way that this works, I want to explain to people why residuals are so important is because especially with how volatile um, television is right now, y'all yeah. have definitely noticed because one, because I just, I know that like a next, a Netflix show that you have watched and devoted <laughs> an entire season to never comes back, doesn't yeah. move forward. Mm-hmm. Y- y- y'all have like experienced this yourselves of falling in love with something and having it canceled. And so um, we experience that by being out of work. Yeah. Um, so residuals are a good way. Same with writers. So if you wrote on succession and succession is not coming back for another year, it's helpful to help you be able to pay your bills. Now, a lot of folks are like, can't you hop on another show? Um, a lot of times other shows are already staffed, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, and, and a lot of people sometimes are in contracts where no, they, they're slated mm-hmm. to be on succession again. Um, 
they made the show great. They deserve to be on it, but they deserve to survive until it comes back. Anyways, and we've moved from when television shows were 40 weeks long. So you're like, yeah, I am working most of the year. I can survive Mm -hmm. to them being 10 weeks. Many rooms are 10 weeks. And many rooms, that's a a big thing I wanted to get into because that's a, a relatively new trend from like the last five years, right? Yeah. So many rooms kind of spurn off from, um, a studio basically not officially green lighting or trying to like, Um, Oh, we're not going to fully get this to, I mean, that's what it was. And that's how it's now we're going to tease it out. We're going to see if you can write, like come up with a pilot, come up Mm -hmm. with, you know, um, and now it's, they're doing, I heard from a veteran writer that there was a 10 week mini room where they had to break 16 episodes. I was like, that is not Mm -hmm. a mini room. That is not a mini room. That's a regular room. Um, And so they're given 10 weeks to do the amount of work of two to three people. They're getting paid scale. They're getting paid the absolute bare minimum that they're allowed to you. A lot of times, regardless of how long you've been in the business. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, as you, we do have levels, which is great. It allows you to move up and hopefully get a higher title and higher pay, just Mm -hmm. like everyone else's job. Just like when you work at a bank or Mm -hmm. you're an actuary, you move up and up and up. We do the same. Um, However, a lot of times, one, they don't even count many rooms. So a lot of times Mm -hmm. um, I had that happen and my lawyers had a fight for me where they're like, well, her last show. So basically me moving from story editor to executive story editor means I get paid a little bit more. It's a Mm -hmm. title that I deserve. They were like, well, her last show was a mini room. So she doesn't deserve to move up to like, so Mm. they're using that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you can already tell, you know, who's affected the most, who stays at the bottom, who stays at support staff, who stays at staff writer, who doesn't get the opportunity to move up to showrunner, Mm -hmm. be people of color. Um, So that already is getting rid of our middle class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you either have support staff. I had a writer assistant and you have the showrunner and the showrunner and maybe one writer and they're writing all of the episodes. So it's a broke, they literally broke them up. That's breaking television. They broke television. Mm -hmm. So that is, I could talk about, talk about mini rooms, this entire thing, because there's so many different things with them, but that that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. It seems Um, pretty isolating. And like, it kind of breaks those inroads that you would naturally build from being in a normal writer's room. And you've also now taken away jobs from tons of people. Yeah. All of the, when you only have four writers in this tiny room and you're expecting them to break 16 episodes, you're getting rid of the five, six, seven other people that would normally be in there with you. Mm -hmm. That would normally you're also assigned an episode and that's money. You get a script fee. You get money for that. That lasts you again while you're out of work. Right now, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's a lot of not mm-hmm. understanding. Like, there's genuine not understanding, and then there are people kind of using that not understanding and spreading it. What's really important is to understand that fair wages is one thing, but fair wages actually tentacles out into healthcare. It tentacles mm-hmm. out into career progression. It tentacles out into job security. Like, it touches, like, fair wages isn't just fair wages. Fair wages is everything that comes with that. It's not being overworked, it's being respected. And I think that taking the time to unpack it, even if it is a lot of information, um, it's important. Yeah. And then um, obviously the biggest elephant in the room would be AI. And so the way that we've um, 
the way that I always try to get this across to people is AI is literally stolen work. So if yeah. they came through, they wanted to make a Scorsese style film, they're taking his scripts, they're funneling into a robot to an to AI. They're taking mm. all of his work non-consensually. I mean, I know he would sue the pants off him, but oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about other. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm very curious when the, when AI lawsuits are already starting to happen, but I'm curious when one of these bigger people is going to like slam mm-hmm. down them, but essentially yeah. using our Scorsese example, if they wanted to make a mobster type film like he has made, they could take all of his past scripts. They're available and definitely mm-hmm. the studios have access to them, funnel them into AI and create uh non-consensually stolen. Um, P- and so that's what they're doing. If they want mm-hmm. to make even NCIS. Okay. We have a model for NCIS. I have, so, yeah. there's so many of it. Let's just all put this into the AI machine Mm -hmm. and now we don't need writers. So that's on the writer side. The actors though are also dealing with AI. So (laughs) they wanted to be, the studios wanted to be able to scan a background actor for one day of work and use them in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And again, we are a working class union. So background actors is how actors make a lot of their money, like how they survive out here. That is a normal job for them. But it's insane. And I remember just just showing how like wild some of the thought process was from the comments mm-hmm. that we get. I remember someone being like, well, if it was worth the money, I'm like, it's how not. much do you think background so actors you, how much do you think they're going to get? $200. Background actors yeah. make about $200. Wow. They get most, most of an face. iPad. Oh my God. For someone for to use your face. And then for, they'll for, just like the, till the end of time, right? Like till the end of time. Yeah. You'll be Which in the back of Gladiator. Dubious, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, oh. that's just one of the things. But I think that's kind of like, uh, we use AI as kind of a jumping point. And I think there are, mm-hmm. there, there are pieces that go together from all of this. And, and I think one of the things that I, I'd like to get more context on is how the impact on, of the strike and the impact of future negotiations will essentially impact the future of creatives in the industry of artists in the industry because i know um in the last strike in the 2007-2008 uh residuals were won um i know that that blew up again with the Mm -hmm. advent of how bad streaming has gotten but um if we kind of look at how um ai is pushing into all all of the guilds across everything um what would you say from your perspective not just the fight right now for protection but the the larger impact and the fight for, I guess, kind of the future of what being a writer, being an actor, being somebody who is creating art actually. Yeah. I actually think there's going to, the pendulum is going to swing and I think people are going to get upset. Not um, us. We're already upset. I mean, (laughs) because the general public is being affected so heavily by AI. And I Mm -hmm. think the last thing they're going to want to do is watch an AI generated movie about the thing that took their job. And so I think that is I didn't think about that. Uh, It's taking a little bit longer than we would like, you know, because like I said, we get comments from trolls like AI will replace you. And in my head, I'm like, it's replacing you. What? Literally name it. Yeah. (laughs) And so I talked to my brother who's not even in this business and he was just like, AI 
is uh, threatening so many jobs. And mm-hmm. so that's what I think is going to get the public is they're going to lose their, people are going to lose their jobs. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed at these corporations. And now it's personal. So right now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you actors, you writers in Hollywood. And then it's like, oh, now I'm in solidarity because this effing thing also affected me. And I'm not about to pay money to watch a, you know, a stolen, um, yeah generated thing. So I actually do think, um, cause I remember I was, I've talked to people outside of this business and they're like, well, if I knew, if I knew that it was like AI generated, I mean, we kind of saw that with, um, some of the AI generated stuff that has already come out when people mm-hmm. find yeah. out, they get really mad. So, um, yeah, I think, look, I, I think it's really weird how nihilistic, I've talked like to be really blunt. Um, okay, I know you follow me, so you see how blunt I am on all times. <laughs> yeah. White white nihilism is something that I've noticed just so increasingly. Mm. And maybe it's just because yeah. I'm chronically online and in, in, in these spaces. But to me, it's absurd the especially when it's something that they've kind of like created the amount yeah. of nihilism around like, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, no, we're literally humans. I'm sorry, but like yeah. we control this shit. Like there is something we can do. Yeah. It's and literally a machine you can turn off. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I know. So they're very, um, yeah, they're very nihilistic. And I think the rest of us are just, but like I said, also just growing up through times of crisis, growing up through times mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, we had to hold on to hope. And like, I just, I think that we're just so trained. Um, Alex O'Keefe has been so uh, vocal. He was a writer on The Bear. He was one who notoriously mm-hmm. like had a negative bank account when he was accepting his award um, on mm-hmm. stage and so has been so vocal about it. But I just feel like, yeah, I'm sorry, but we, we who are you trying to scare? You can't scare yeah. us. Like being yeah. a person of color in America, like being queer in America, like, I'm sorry. I have so many other like I'm already, you can't scare us. You can't yeah. mm-hmm. get rid of us. And so anyways, I am not as nihilistic when it comes to AI and all of that. I just think that we have a power that I don't know why people are acting like we don't. And that's why our union is literally forcing the hand. It's like, okay, they don't want to do yeah. it. Well, we're not going to work for you. And now mm-hmm. you're stuck. Yeah. And people are, and the people, it's kind of crazy. The comments that have been like, well, they don't need you. I'm like, then why are they stopped? Right. Then yeah. do it. Yeah, then do it. Do, do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. And like, they're I like, think- oh, well, they're hiring other writers from other countries. I'm like, then why? Why is no one filming? Why yeah. are they stopped? Talk to me. Talk to me. Use your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like they really don't need us. Why is every shut every production shut down? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's small ones here and there that are that you know they've done, but for the most part, babe, they're shut down. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which I think people don't realize. I think they feel like AI is this omnipotent thing from a movie, but it's not like you still have to hire like um, in journalism right right now, the thing that is happening is they're trying to hire AI news editors and AI editors. It's like, well, why are you hiring a person? I thought the AI could do everything. Clearly it can't. So like, if you still need somebody to come in and fix the mistakes made, well, good luck doing it by itself. See how well that does. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not going to work. It is still, it is still human powered. And I, commend the work that the unions in Hollywood are doing to just show that, well, we're just going to stop being the fodder for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's what more people need to do. We do have to address, if you're okay with addressing, because you yes. brought up journalism that we you and I were talking talk about. about yes. <laughs> we, can, we just, we can touch on it. It's fine. Yes. So 
So, you know, it was a little murky, I think, when SAG was originally releasing some of their guidelines of both what counts as scabbing, that's different than what counts as standing in solidarity, I want to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. You can do stuff that, like, legally, you're not scabbing, you're not crossing a picket yeah. line, um, mm-hmm. which are two separate things in in and themselves. And then it's like, but I want to stand in solidarity. And then it's like, okay, well, then maybe you not do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was a huge discussion around journalism, film critics, influencers, content create. Like, these are all separate people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was one, some of them, um, influencers, um, were kind of starting to use the guise of journalism to scab and they got dragged and called out. I was out of town. So I was coming into this late, which you never want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was kind of like, let me step in because I was upset. I was upset mm-hmm. that people that I knew were using this opportunity to not stand in solidarity with us. Yeah. And it was really gross. And I was subtweeting them when I really should have just written them directly, which is what mm-hmm. I ended up doing. But what was funny is when I was subtweeting, like some of y'all that are calling yourselves film critics and stuff and journalists, and I've known you and you have no journalistic ethics, <laughs> like no reason. <laughs> I'm saying when you're a journalist, yeah. you have, you have, yeah. that's that stu- guidelines that you have to follow. I know I was mad. I was mad that yeah. they were, because it also, but in my subtweets, I, I, I feel like it came like I was, um, even though literally no one has written me this. So I feel like it's just in my head, but essentially I was subtweeting and it was funny because I reached out to you. I reached out to BJ who I thought was subtweeting me. And she was like, no, we, it turns out we were all subtweeting the same people. So basically (laughs) we were like these people who are doing this growth, who are like being gross and Mm -hmm. um, being really shady and like just doing some, some not cool things. Um, and yeah. doubling down. I want to say they were doubling down. Mm-hmm. So oh, quadrupling down, like quadrupling. <laughs> yeah. So all, all I wanted to say is I came yeah. around. You assured me. Literally every journalist in my life was like, I appreciate. Like, no, we, it was very clear yeah. who you were talking about. You were yep. saying I have real journalist friends. I have real friends mm-hmm. that are film critics. Yep. Like, it was clear who you were subtweeting. Yeah. But maybe I should just take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think ultimately, like, I, I think one of the big things, and then we can move into honestly talking about solidarity and what people yeah. can do that are adjacent to the industry or who are just not in the industry and what they can do. By viewing journalism as promotion and mm. flattening everybody, you're doing what the, not you, but like yes. the proverbial you are doing what studios do, where they yeah. see everything as a piece of their marketing and d- don't actually respect the craft that is being done or yeah. the criticism that is being done. And when I started looking at it like that, I was like, oh, this is why the wires are getting crossed because the yeah. machine itself has flattened everybody into yeah. a case. And some people are using that flattening, like the influencers you mentioned, to see it as an escape point to still True. go and make their money from their studios and journalists right. will go, well, crap. And can I go to the screening that is also a promo screening, but it's the only one I have mm-hmm. access to because I don't live in LA or New York. Can I go to that one? And it, there was a blurry line, but that's not, that's not even, 
at first I was kind of mad because I saw a lot of people in SAG say your review is promotion. I was like, no, it's not. It's very hard. And sometimes yeah. I give You're like, I gave them a terrible. Like, I, got, <laughs> I, like, I got death threats for not liking licorice pizza. Like, I promise you, it was not oh, yeah. promotion. You did not promote a damn thing with that. Trust me, I have dropped their Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have been the outlier. Um, but what it comes down to is once I realized that like, even the folks that I was frustrated with will know all of this is again, the symptom of a studio doing yeah. something and mm-hmm. essentially putting us in a, in a, in a situation where everybody is worried about their livelihood instead of being like, Oh wow. The person making us worried about our livelihood isn't the other person in an adjacent industry. Yeah. It's the person with the billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I think so. too, for me, it was just like, I was so, frustrated at people that I know have been, have, have just been promo. Like they're not, there's no, there's no, uh, critical analysis. It's just being mega pieces, but they call themselves maybe that, or maybe now they are. They say they do a review, but it's not really, it's It's not a review. Mm -hmm. It's promo. And I'm like, look, I'm, (laughs) I'm glad I'm not going to talk bad about the people I have to audition for. So like, I'm like, I'm in a different world. But mm-hmm. I'm not a film critic, but I'm yeah. not calling myself a journalist. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So that's who I was kind of going after. And it's, anyways, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to be more direct instead of subtweeting. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. what I learned. Definitely. But we're all on the same page. We all don't yes. like the same people. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that was the clear takeaway. There, there are villains in this. <laughs> Um, which, and I, I guess like from that point, Danny, from mm-hmm. the WGA perspective and the SAG perspective, um, what are some things that you think first, uh, industry professionals that may be adjacent to mm-hmm. SAG and WGA could do, um, yeah. to show solidarity. And then, um, on the fan perspective, what can fans do to show solidarity with what's going mm-hmm. on right now? Honestly, something that both can do is educating to combat a lot of the misinformation. This is something Mm -hmm. I said, even when WGA was striking, we're just so exhausted. My mental health is just so, I mean, obviously, like I said, we're picketing and stuff, but like the amount of comments of hateful, like, I just don't want to reply to them. But what is nice is when other people reply to them and they like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tap in, you know, I'm a tagging in and going to go after them. And so I think even when you have a few pieces of information, like one, they're only asking for 2% of profits Two, like 87% of their membership can't afford, uh, for SAG can't afford, uh, health insurance. So no, they're not rich. Like even stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like get it, get it. They should get another job. They do have other jobs. Um, you know, um, and also they shouldn't, we don't want our members to have to have four jobs struggling Mm -hmm. to survive. I want- which what is that kind of answer? It's like, oh, you don't make yeah. enough money, just work more, get another job. Like, there's no industry where that should be it's the answer. The <laughs> fetishization of side hustle. True. Is oh, that, you know? true. Um, but something I started to say, I realized probably it honestly came up during Pride Month during June is I caught myself saying, cause a lot of people are like, you can survive if you had to on like that amount, you know? And I'm like, I started to think about it. And I was like, you know what, actually, I, I don't want my community to, to struggle, to, to figure yeah. out ways how they can like mm-hmm. get the ramen to last just a little bit longer. I would like us to thrive. Yeah. It's yeah. now time that we deserve to thrive. The studios clearly are, they're mm-hmm. making billions. These CEOs mm-hmm. are making millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I would like us to be homeowners. I would like mm-hmm. us to have health care. I would like us to go on vacation. I went yeah. for yeah. I went um just this past like it was like a year or so, like two years ago, I went overseas because I'd never been. I grew up super poor. Mm-hmm. That's insane to say. I had never been to Europe. Um, that's yeah. embarrassing and just a state of the truth. And there's I so many people like me. Any other country. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Um, so when you're talking about poor, like yeah. truly did not mm-hmm. have generational wealth. Anyways, that would be so helpful. That would be yeah. so helpful. You yeah. are helping us a ton by combating because we're exhausted and we see mm-hmm. you and we appreciate you. I've noticed influencers that have started to make videos about what is going on. I actually think those do really well. My yeah. strike authorization vote video got like a hundred and I'm not, I'm on Instagram, but I don't have as big of a, a following on there as I do like on Twitter, but mm-hmm. it had a hundred thousand views on there. Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson shared it. So many actors yeah. were sharing it. So educating people, huge. Obviously we have strike funds if you can donate, but I still think mm-hmm. doing the other stuff is also equally as important. Um, so the entertainment community funds, entertainmentcommunity.org, mm-hmm. uh, just select TV and film. You can donate to that. You can join us on the picket lines. Um, mm-hmm. They have, we have picket lines going every day in New York and LA, but I do know that they have had pickets in Atlanta and I think Austin and, you know, some of the other places that they're filming. Um, So that's another great way to support us. Yeah. So those are some of the, for fans, you know, I just want to set this clear. They're not asking for a boycott. Um, I've seen that one going around a lot of people being like, well, cancel your subscriptions or don't watch. And it's like, no, that's the opposite of what you should do right now. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're not asking for a boycott. I don't even think they could, if Mm -hmm. they wanted to, but no one's asking for a boycott. Um, what you, I mean, I have noticed people, like I said, just making content of asking them like, pay your writers. This is why you need to pay your Mm -hmm. writers and kind of just, um, oh, a lot of journalists are, um, framing their, reviews and other things involving the strike or involving mm-hmm. how important the writer was, how important the actor was, why they deserve residuals, mm-hmm. why do they deserve their worth. Yeah. Um, these people who have created, you know, worlds that we love and enjoy. Um, it's kind of wild. I would say, I'm going to say 99% of fans have been great. It's mm-hmm. hard to not focus on the 1%, but the 1% I would yeah. say is just like, it's crazy that you're obsessed with these franchises and you don't, they, you know, it's giving you life. You cosplay these characters, all this stuff. And then when the creator, when the writer is like, Hey, I would like to be able to afford healthcare. You're like, no, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I got so much joy from watching this television show, but no. Um, so mm-hmm. that has been a little wild, but mm-hmm. I would like yeah. to think, think that they're few and far between. I think the other thing that I've, I've seen going around is, uh, trust strikers that they know how to hurt their industry. So like when you're looking for action points and what to do, like don't come up with your own plan. Just like look to the source. True. Yeah. But I do want to say everyone is welcome on the picket lines. Like it's a very, we're almost, (laughs) I heard the studios get mad that we're having fun because again, I'm just like, you're not going to break our spirit. Our pride picket was the most, I like was sweaty (laughs) dancing. They're playing music. I had my strike sign. We were in front of Warner brothers. Like, I don't know. You're not going to kill our joy. I'm not going to let you like crush our spirit. So yeah. It's kind of like when somebody comes up to you and like, when somebody's yelling at you in the face, you're like, oh yeah, you're clearly mad. But then like, Mm -hmm. 
when they come at you in a different way, it's like, oh, you're, 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 you're struggling, but you're unbothered by it. Like you're, you're just going to keep going. Like that's a different yeah. type of resiliency essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. was, um, you know, it's, and we're running into so many people, but even if you show up and you know, no, no one, yeah. um, and you can just Google like WGA strike picket or SAG strike mm-hmm. picket and see them. Yeah. Also you can Google WGA special pickets. Cause those are my favorite. <laughs> um, we had a Dolly Parton nine to five one Jane Fonda oh, was amazing. there. And like, we had Dolly There's um, a K-pop drag. One coming up, right? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, all right. There's like, we had a Texas one. We were out there. We had oh, wow. brisket and like people will donate. <laughs> um, that's another thing. Workers will like donate their trucks, their food trucks yeah. and stuff. And so um, they'll feed us while we're out yeah. there. It's great. Uh, Drew Carey. Oh my God. Massive <laughs> shout out to Drew Carey. Drew Carey right. has been paying for all of our, if you go to Bob's big boy and you have a WGA card he's been paying this entire time for all of our meals it's kind of wild Um, and at swingers and sure enough after we're done with the strike after we're done with the picket we'll go to bob's big boy and and get a meal get my friends get dessert they're like getting extra things and Mm -hmm. um and he covers tip too even if you try to leave a tip they're like no 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 no." like he's covering the tip too and so he's done that at both in the valley and in west hollywood and i just think that that is such solidarity and so great yeah. and yeah and as, mm-hmm. as temperatures get hot i get hotter and stuff are there ways to donate things like water um to the oh yeah and stuff like that? yeah for sure i think we have um and i can give you these links we have a wga um fun i mean and obviously like when i say wga the this goes to everybody because they yeah. have the waters yeah. like they have the food out there everyone can get it um mm-hmm. yeah. they're not like checking like no no food for you um no everyone gets access to the food everyone gets access yeah. to e- f- even friends and family um we have a wga uh a writer's snack fund okay we do for oh, I've seen that one, yeah. send us snacks yeah so, um, or of course you can always show, I mean, the first, like the first couple of weeks people were just sending and still now. Um, but I just remember my friends were like sending us pizza and donuts and just like, mm-hmm. they knew where the gates were. So they would just send, yeah. um, or they would like Uber or something, uh, Uber mm-hmm. eats yeah. and just like send a bunch of donuts there. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope this has been, uh, educational. <laughs> no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It has. Um, I, I think that that's, you've answered a lot of my questions. You've put into perspective a lot of the ways that this isn't, this may just be writers and actors right now or performers mm-hmm. from SAG right now, um, but you all are fighting for something larger um, yeah. for the entirety of Hollywood. And, and a lot of, like you mentioned, AI is coming for everybody's jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thank y'all for, 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 kind of setting an example of what unions can do and I think that right now we're in a time where more people are are doing that that collective action with their unions now and I think it's Mm -hmm. it sucks to be pushed to that point and to see stuff pushed to that point but yeah to see that people aren't rolling over is is heartening um it's kept me from being nihilistic entirely Um, oh I have so so much hope. I'm so excited for how the industry is going to be once we get what we've been asking for. Cause I know we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, this is the most expensive game of chicken that we, I'm like, yeah, sure. You're costing us, but, but we're costing you millions. Yeah. More. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So sure. Yeah. Um, keep playing keep, you know, 
Um, and so, you know, UPS, the drivers are, have their own strike. We have Teamsters. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I'm excited for, um, how our industry is going to be safer after this Mm -hmm. and, um, more accessible to, like I said, like more, more marginalized people being able to survive and make a living Mm -hmm. here. Definitely. Yeah. It seems like, oh, sorry, go for it. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it seems like this is, I mean, because the, the very bottom line is like, nobody enjoys the situation. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's like happy to be striking. It's like, we yeah. would rather be doing this, but we would also, you know, rather be getting a fair paycheck and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think also just, you know, seeing people like we're fighting for this, you know, like you said earlier, for the the bottom of the of the pile, not for the people up top. Yeah, true. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that th- this really is ultimately about showing the power of unions like that you can leverage this anywhere. There's a Starbucks across from my office um, that strikes uh, pretty pretty frequently, I think. Like probably every few weeks they're just trying to unionize. And so like, we'll look out the window and it's like, oh, the store shut down and they're just on the sidewalk, like yeah. uh, right in front of it. And it's like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. Like, and I go over there specifically because I know they're trying to unionize. So like when I'm going to go get coffee, like that's where I'm going, even though there's other shops around. Right, um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, I think it's been a really cool thing to see. And like you said, like everyone's kind of realizing like, oh, I could do that. I could be that. Um, and that's, I think the, the coolest outcome and that this is going to benefit so many more people than just the people in the contract. Yeah, true. So, well, thank you, you for having me. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you have any like last, uh, anything you haven't said that you want to slip in there or? Um, no, last I guess it just... too ominous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would just be union strong. We're union strong. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, you know what? My final thing is um, let's I'm trying to give people, I want people to give people more grace during this time. Yeah. Like, you know, there there were some there were some folks who did mess up and might have done things that were, you know, considered scabbing and they deleted, they immediately apologized. Mm-hmm. They were like, I didn't understand or I'm not from this country. And it was yeah. really upsetting to see people really still not forgiving them who aren't mm-hmm. even in SAG. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. please. Like, <laughs> you know, the people actually in SAG were worried about so many other things. So that is something we're all going through a lot. The world is very mm-hmm. cruel. Like if someone is not doubling down and like, cause those people exist. If someone is genuinely sorry and is in solidarity with us, great. That's all yeah. we need is someone to be like, whoops, my bad <laughs> union strong. I'm back, you know? <laughs> um, sure. And so people who, you know, obviously do a vibe check, a gut check of like, you know, did this, did the, was this really an accident? But God, that was like su- the early, such early, you know, time and it was chaotic and now people know. So mm-hmm. that's, that's all I'm yeah. thinking is like, you know, giving, um, giving some of the, those people that were caught in the initial days, just a little more grace. So, yeah. For sure. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. And we usually end this with like, do you have anything to promote as well? But I feel like it's just the strike. Yeah. <laughs> yes. WGA strong, SAG strong, union strong. Um, I still write comics so that I might have something that I get to announce um, soon. So comics are still going strong. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danny. Yeah. Thank you.